Sahih Muslim. This is a collection of hadith by Imam Muslim. The English translation is by Nasiruddin al Khattab. This audio is narrated by QNS Academy. Sahih Muslim. The Book of Narrating from the Trustworthy. Chapter on the Obligation of Narrating from the Trustworthy and ignoring the liars, and the warning against telling lies about the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him. You should know, may Allah guide you, that it is obligatory for everyone who can distinguish between authentic and unsound reports, and between trustworthy and accused narrators, not to report any report unless he is sure of the correctness of the narration and honesty of their narrators, and to avoid those which are narrated by accused narrators and the stubborn among the people of Bidar, innovation. The evidence that what we are saying is what is required is the saying of Allah, Blessed be He and Most High. O you who believe, if a fasiq, liar, evil person, comes to you with any news, verify it, lest you should harm people in ignorance, and afterwards you become regretful for what you have done. Quran, Surah Al-Hujarat, Chapter 49, verse 6, and his most sublime and most praised saying, such as, You agree for witnesses. Quran, Surah Al Baqarah, chapter 2, verse 282, and his, the mighty and sublime, saying, And take as witness two just persons from amongst you, Muslims. Quran, Surah Al Talaq, chapter 65, Verse 2. The verses that we have quoted prove that the report of a fasiq, liar or evil person, is to be rejected and not accepted, and that the testimony of one who is not just is to be rejected. Even though there is a distinction between the meaning of report and testimony, in some ways, yet most of their applied meanings are the same, because the report of a fasiq is not acceptable according to the scholars, just as his testimony is rejected by all of them. The Sunnah indicates that Munkar reports are to be rejected just as the Qur'an indicates that the report of a fasiq is to be rejected. This is seen in the well-known report from the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him. Whoever narrates a hadith from me, knowing that it is false, then he is one of the liars. Footnote And it is also read, then he is one of the two liars. It was narrated that Al-Mughira bin Shurba said, the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, said that, and he mentioned the above narrated hadith, that whoever narrates a hadith from me, knowing that it is false, then he is one of the liars. Chapter on The Seriousness of Telling Lies About the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him. It was narrated from Rib'i bin Hirash that he heard Ali, may Allah be pleased with him, delivering a khutbah in which he said, The Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, said, do not tell lies about me, for whoever tells lies about me will enter the fire. It was narrated that Anas bin Malik said, What prevents me from narrating many a hadith to you is the fact that the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, said, Whoever tells a lie about me deliberately, let him take his seat in the fire. It was narrated that Abu Hurairah said, The Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, said, Whoever tells a lie about me deliberately, let him take his seat in the fire. Ali bin Rabi'ah al-Walibi said, I came to the masjid when al-Mughira was the governor of al-Kufa. And al-Mughira said, I heard the messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, say, To lie about me is not like lying about anyone else. Whoever tells a lie about me deliberately, let him take his seat in the fire. A similar report as hadith number 5 was narrated from Al-Mughira bin Shu'ba from the Prophet peace be upon him but he did not mention to lie about me is not like lying about anyone else. Chapter on The Prohibition of Speaking of Everything That One Hears It was narrated that Hafs bin Asim said The Messenger of Allah peace be upon him said It is sufficient lying for a man to speak of everything that he hears. A similar report as hadith number 7 was narrated from Abu Huraira 
from the Prophet, peace be upon him. Umar bin al-Khattab, may Allah be pleased with him, said, It is sufficient lying for a man to speak of everything that he hears. Ibn Wahab said, Malik said to me, You should know that no man who speaks of everything that he hears will be free of faults, and he will never be an imam who speaks of everything that he hears. It was narrated that Abdullah said, It is sufficient lying for a man to speak of everything that he hears. Muhammad bin al-Muthanna said, I heard Abdurrahman bin Mahdi say, No man will be an imam whose example is followed unless he refrains from speaking of some of the things that he hears. It was narrated that Sufyan bin Hussein said, Iyas bin Muawiyah asked me, I see that you are fond of learning Qur'an. Recite a surah to me and explain it so that I may see how much you have learned. I did that and he said to me, Remember what I am going to say to you. Beware of narrating the distorted reports. For anyone who does that only humiliates himself and the people will deny his narrations. It was narrated from Ubaidillah bin Abdullah bin Utbah that Abdullah bin Mas'ud said, You will never narrate a hadith to the people that is beyond their grasp except that it will be a source of fitna, confusion for some of them. Chapter on The Prohibition of Narrating from Da'if Weak Narrators and being cautious with them. It was narrated from Abu Hurairah that the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, said, At the end of my ummah, there will be people who will narrate to you things that neither you nor your forefathers ever heard. Be aware of them and stay away from them. Muslim bin Yasar narrated that he heard Abu Hurairah say, The Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, said, at the end of time, there will be impostors and liars who will bring a hadith that neither you nor your forefathers ever heard. Be aware of them and stay away from them, and do not let them mislead you or confuse you. It was narrated that Amir bin Abdah said, Abdullah said, the shaitan appears in the form of a man, coming to people and telling them false reports. Then they disperse. And a man among them says, I heard a man whose face I recognize, but I do not know his name, telling me such and such. It was narrated that Abdullah bin Amr bin al-As said, There are devils detained in the sea who are put in chains by Prophet Sulaiman. Soon they will emerge and recite what they falsely claim is Qur'an to the people. It was narrated that Tawus said, this man, meaning Bushair bin Ka'b, came to Ibn Abbas and started telling him something. Ibn Abbas said to him, Repeat to me the report of so-and-so. He repeated it to him. And he said to him, Repeat to me the report of so-and-so. He repeated it to him. And said, I do not know what is your intention. Do you approve of everything else I say and have a problem with this one? Or do you have a problem with everything I say and approve only of this one? Ibn Abbas said to him, We used to narrate from the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, when there were no lies that had been fabricated against him. But when the people rode high and low, we stopped narrating from him. Footnote The statement, But when the people rode high and low, means they started to narrate a great deal from here and there without ascertaining their authenticity. It was narrated that Ibn Abbas said, We used to memorize hadith, and that which is narrated from the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, deserved to be memorized. But when you started riding every high and low, to narrate a great deal, there is no way. It was narrated that Mujahid said, Bushair bin Ka'b al-Adawi, came to Ibn Abbas and started narrating to him and saying, The Messenger of Allah peace be upon him said, The Messenger of Allah peace be upon him said, Ibn Abbas did not approve of his reports and did not even look at him. He said, O Ibn Abbas, 
Why is it that I do not see you listening to what I tell you? I am narrating to you from the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, and you are not paying attention. Ibn Abbas said, At one time, if we heard a man say, The Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, said, we would all turn to look at him and listen to him. But when the people started to ride high and low, to narrate a great deal, we did not accept from the people anything but that which we were all familiar with. It was narrated that Ibn Abi Mulaika said, I wrote to Ibn Abbas asking him to write something for me, but to be selective. He said, A sincere boy, I will choose for him and be selective. He called for a record of judgments passed by Ali, and he started to write down some of them, and he would come across some things and say, By Allah, Ali would never have passed such a judgment unless he got it wrong. It was narrated that Tawus said, A book containing judgments passed by Ali, may Allah be pleased with him, was brought to Ibn Abbas. He erased all of them except a few, and Sufyan bin Uyayna gestured with his hand. It was narrated that Abu Ishaq said, When they introduced those things, after Ali was gone, a man from among the companions of Ali said, May Allah kill them. What great knowledge they have corrupted. Abu Bakr, meaning bin Ayyash, narrated, I heard Al-Mughira say, No report narrated from Ali by anyone could be believed, except that which was narrated from the companions of Abdullah bin Mas'ud. Chapter on Clarification that the chain of narration is part of the religion and reports should only be narrated from those who are trustworthy, and the critical assessment and evaluation of narrators for things that are true is permissible and is in fact obligatory, and that doing so is not backbiting, that is forbidden, rather it is defending the honorable sharia. It was narrated that Muhammad bin Sirin said, This knowledge is the foundation of religion. So watch from whom you learn your religion. It was narrated that Ibn Sirin said, They used not to ask about chains of narration, but when the fitna occurred, they said, Tell us about your men in the chain of narration. They would look for the people of Sunnah in them to accept their hadith, and they would look for the people of Bid'ah in them to reject their hadith. It was narrated that Sulaiman bin Musa said, I met Tawus and said, So and so narrated such and such to me. He said, If your companion is Malian, able, then learn from him. Footnote Malian means trustworthy, precise, and reliable, firm in his religion and his understanding, like one who would be relied upon to collect wealth. Sa'id bin Abdul Aziz said, It was narrated that Sulaiman bin Musa said, I said to Tawus, So and so narrated such and such to me. He said, If your companion is Malian, able, then learn from him. It was narrated from Ibn Abi Zinad that his father said, In Al Medina, I met 100 men, all of whom were reliable but no one accepted a hadith from them. It was said, he is not one of its people. Footnote, the statement, he is not one of its people, means he has no knowledge of this field. It was narrated that Mis'ar said, I heard Sa'ad bin Ibrahim say, there is to be no narrating from the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, except from those who are trustworthy. Footnote, except from those who are trustworthy means the narrations attributed to Allah's Messenger, peace be upon him, are not accepted but from the trustworthy. Muhammad bin Abdullah bin Quhzada from the people of Marwa narrated to me. He said, I heard Abdan bin Uthman saying, Abdullah bin Al-Mubarak said, the chain of narration is part of religion, were it not for the chain, Anyone could say whatever he wanted. He, Muslim, said, 
Muhammad bin Abdullah said, Al-Abbas bin Abi Rizma said to me, I heard Abdullah say, The criterion between us and other people is these lists, meaning the chain of narration. Muhammad said, I heard Abu Ishaq Ibrahim bin Isa al-Talaqani say, I said to Abdullah bin al-Mubarak, O Abu Abdurrahman, there is a hadith which says, It is part of honoring one's parents in death after honoring them in life to pray on behalf of your parents when you pray and fast on behalf of your parents when you fast. Abdullah said, O Abu Ishaq, from whom did you get this? I said to him, This hadith is from Shihab bin Khirash. He said, He is trustworthy. From whom did he get it? I said, From Al-Hajjaj bin Dinar. He said, He is trustworthy. From whom did he get it? I said, The Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him. He said, O Abu Ishaq, between Al-Hajjaj bin Dinar and the Prophet, peace be upon him, there is a big gap which cannot be easily bridged. But there is no dispute concerning charity given on behalf of deceased parents. Muhammad said, I heard Ali bin Shaqiq say, I heard Abdullah bin al-Mubarak say, in front of the people, ignore the ahadith of Amr bin Thabit, for he used to verbally abuse the Salaf. It was narrated that Abu Aqil, the companion of Buhayya said, I was sitting with Al-Qasim bin Ubaidillah and Yahya bin Sa'id. Yahya said to Al-Qasim, O Abu Muhammad, how grave is it for a great man like you to be asked a question about this religion and you have no knowledge of it and no answer. Al-Qasim said to him, Why is that? He said, Because you are the son of two imams of guidance, the son of Abu Bakr and Umar. Al-Qasim said to him, What is worse than that is one who knows about Allah but speaks without knowledge or accepts a report from one who is not trustworthy. He fell silent and did not answer him. Footnote Buhayya was a freed slave and his name is Yahya bin al-Mutawakkil. It was narrated by Sufyan bin Uyayna who said, They informed me about Abu Aqil, the companion of Buhayya, that a son of Abdullah bin Umar was asked about something of which he did not have any knowledge. Yahya bin Sa'id said to him, I feel it is very grave that a man like you, who is the son of two imams of guidance, meaning Umar and Ibn Umar, can be asked about something of which he has no knowledge. He said, By Allah, it is more serious than that before Allah and before anyone who has any knowledge of Allah, to speak without knowledge or to narrate from someone who is not trustworthy. Abu Aqid, Yahya ibn al-Mutawakkil, was present while the two of them said that. It was narrated that Yahya bin Sa'id said, I asked Sufyan al-Thawri, Shu'ba, Malik, and Ibn Uyayna about a man who was not reliable in narration of hadith, but a man came and asked me about him. They said, Tell them that he is not reliable. It was narrated that another said, while Ibn Aoun was standing in the threshold, he was asked about the hadith of Shahar. He said, They condemned Shahar. They condemned Shahar. Abu al Hussein, Muslim bin al Hajjaj, may Allah have mercy on him, said, Ibn Aoun meant that the people have taken to criticizing him. Footnote. The statement, standing in the threshold, means he was standing in the opening of either a door or a gate. It was narrated that Shu'ba said, I met Shahr, but I did not pay any attention to him. Muhammad bin Abdullah bin Quhzada from the people of Marwa narrated to me, he said, Ali bin Hussein bin Waqid said, Abdullah bin al-Mubarak said, I said to Sufyan al-Thawri, Abad bin Kathir is one whose situation you know about. When he narrates a report, he makes serious mistakes. Do you think that I should tell the people not to accept reports from him? Sufyan said, Yes. Abdullah said, If I was in a gathering where mention was made of Abad, I would praise him for his religion, 
but I would say, do not accept reports from him. Muhammad narrated to us, Abdullah bin Uthman said, My father said, Abdullah bin al-Mubarak said, I went to Shu'ba, and he said, This is Abbad bin Kathir. Be aware of him. Al-Fadl bin Sahal narrated to me, I asked Mu'alla al-Razi about Muhammad bin Sa'id, the one that Abbad bin Kathir narrated from. So he told me that Isa bin Yunus said, I was at his door and Sufyan was with him. When he came out, I asked him about Muhammad bin Sa'id and he told me that he was a liar. It was narrated from Muhammad bin Yahya bin Sa'id al-Qattan that his father said, We have not seen any fault in the righteous worse than their telling lies in narrating hadith. Ibn Abi Attab said, I met Muhammad bin Yahya bin Sa'id al-Qattan and I asked him about him. He said, Narrating from his father, you will not see in good people anything worse than in telling lies about hadith. Muslim said, this means lies flow from their tongues but they do not lie deliberately. It was narrated that Khalifa bin Musa said, I entered upon Ghalib bin Ubaidillah and he started to dictate to me. Makhul narrated to me. Makhul narrated to me. Then he needed to urinate, so he got up and I looked at his notebook and in it was written, Abban narrated to me from Anis. Abban narrated from so-and-so, so I got up and left. He, Muslim, said, And I heard Al-Hasan bin Ali, Al-Hulwani, say, I saw in the book of Affan a hadith of Hisham, Abu al-Miqadad, a hadith of Umar bin Abdul Aziz. Hisham said, A man called Yahya bin so-and-so narrated to me from Muhammad bin Ka'b. I said to Affan, they say that Hisham heard it from Muhammad bin Ka'b. He said, his problem started with this hadith. He used to say, Yahya narrated to me from Muhammad. Then after that, he claimed that he had heard it from Muhammad. Muhammad bin Abdullah bin Quhzada narrated to me. I heard Abdullah bin Uthman bin Jabalah saying, I said to Abdullah bin al-Mubarak, Who is the man from whom you narrated the hadith of Abdullah bin Amr? The day of al-Fitr is the day of rewards. He said, Sulaiman bin al-Hajjaj, Look into what you get from him. Ibn Quhzada said, I heard Wahab bin Zam'a mentioning from Sufyan bin Abdul Malik, who said, Abdullah, meaning Ibn al-Mubarak, said, I saw Ruh bin Qutayf, the narrator of the hadith about blood the size of a dirham, and I sat with him for a while, but I began to feel embarrassed of my companions if they were to see me with him because they disliked his narrations. Footnote The statement, blood the size of a dirham, means prayer is to be repeated if there is a blood stain the size of a dirham. It was recorded by Ad-Darqutini in his Sunan, Al-Bayhaqi in his Sunan, and Al-Uqayli in Ad-Du'affa. It was narrated that Abdullah bin al-Mubarak said, Baqiya is truthful in speech, but he accepts reports from anyone. It was narrated that Al-Sha'bi said, Al-Harith al-A'war al-Hamdani narrated to me but he was a liar. It was narrated that Mughira said, I heard a Sha'bi say, Al-Harith Al-A'war narrated to me, but he bears witness that Al-Harith Al-A'war is one of the liars. It was narrated that Ibrahim said, Al-Qama said, I read the Quran in two years. Al-Harith said, The Quran is easy, but the Wahi, revelation, is more difficult. It was narrated from Ibrahim that Al-Harith said, I learned the Qur'an in three years and the Wahi in two. Or he said, the Wahi in three years and the Qur'an in two. It was narrated from Ibrahim that Al-Harith 
was accused of fabrication. It was narrated that Hamza al-Zayyad said, Murra al-Hamdani heard something from al-Harith and he said to him, Sit by the door. Murra went in and picked up his sword, but al-Harith sensed that he was up to no good, so he went away. It was narrated that Ibn Aoun said, Ibrahim said to us, Be aware of al-Mughira bin Sa'id and Abu Abdul Rahim, for they are liars. It was narrated that Asim said, We used to go to Abu Abdul Rahman as-Sulaymi when we were young boys, and he used to say to us, Do not sit with the storytellers except for Abu al-Ahwas, and be aware of Shaqiq. And he said, This Shaqiq held some Khariji views, but he was not Abu Wa'il. Abu Ghassan Muhammad bin Amr al-Razi narrated to us, he said, I heard Jarir say, I met Jabir bin Yazid al-Ju'fi, but I did not write down anything from him, as he believed in al-Raj'ah. Footnote, al-Raj'ah means the return to this life after death, reincarnation, and before the day of judgment. It is either regarding Ali, may Allah be pleased with him, or the Shia claim that the Mahdi is alive and shall return. It was narrated that Mis'ar said, Jabir bin Yazid narrated to us before he innovated as he did. It was narrated that Sufyan said, the people used to narrate from Jabir before he showed what he showed, and when he showed what he showed, the people suspected his hadith, and some people abandoned him. It was said to him, what did he show? He said, Belief in al-Raj'ah, return to this life, after death, and before the day of judgment. It was narrated that Abu Yahya al-Himmani said, Qabisa and his brother narrated us that they heard al-Jarrah bin Malih say, I heard Jabir bin Yazid say, I have 70,000 ahadith, all from Abu Ja'far, from the Prophet, peace be upon him. It was narrated that Zuhair said, Jabir said, or I heard Jabir say, I have 50,000 ahadith, and I have not narrated any of them. Then one day he narrated a hadith and said, This is one of the 50,000. It was narrated that Salam bin Abi Mutiyah said, I heard Jabir al-Ju'fi say, I have 50,000 hadith from the Prophet, peace be upon him. Sufyan said, I heard a man asking Jabir about the verse of the Holy Qur'an, Therefore I will not leave this land until my father permits me, or Allah decides my case, and he is the best of the judges. Jabir said, This has not been fulfilled yet. Sufyan said, He is lying. We said to Sufyan, What did he mean by that? He said, the Rafidah say that Ali is in the clouds, and we will not join any of his sons who rebel against the state, until a voice calls out to us from heaven, meaning Ali, who will tell us to go out and support so-and-so. Jabir said, this is the interpretation of this verse, but he was lying. It was about the brothers of Yusuf. Peace be upon him. Footnote The verse Therefore, I will not leave this land until my father permits me, or Allah decides my case, and he is the best of the judges, is from Surah Yusuf, chapter 12, verse 80. It was narrated that Sufyan said, I heard Jabir narrating nearly 30,000 ahadith, but I would not allow myself to mention any of them, even if I had such and such. Muslim said, I heard Abu Ghassan Muhammad bin Amr al-Razi say, I asked Jarir bin Abdul Hamid, Did you meet Al-Harith bin Hasira? He said, Yes, he was a very quiet old man who was hiding something serious. It was narrated that Hamad bin Zayd said, 
Ayub mentioned a man one day and said, He is not careful about what he says. And he mentioned another and said, He adds to the number. Footnote The statement, He adds to the number, means, He exaggerates telling lies, like the merchant who lies about the price he paid for the goods he is selling. It was narrated that Hamad bin Zayd said, Ayyub said, I have a neighbor. Then he mentioned some of his virtues. Then he said, But if he were to testify before me even concerning two date fruits, I would not find his testimony acceptable. It was narrated that Ma'mar said, I never saw Ayyub backbite about anyone except Abdul Karim, meaning Abu Umayyah. He mentioned him and said, May Allah have mercy on him. He was not trustworthy and he asked me about a hadith of Ikrimah. Then he said, I heard Ikrimah. It was narrated that Hammam said, Abu Dawood al-A'ma came to us and started saying, Al-Bara narrated to us, and Zayd bin Arqam narrated to us. We mentioned that to Qatada, and he said, He is lying. He never heard anything from them. Rather, he used to beg from the people at the time of the severe plague. It was narrated that Hammam said, Abu Dawood al-A'ma entered upon Qatada, and when he left, they said, This man claims that he met 18 men who had been present at the battle at Badr. Qatada said, He used to beg before the plague, and he has nothing to do with that at all, and he should not speak. By Allah, Al-Hasan did not narrate directly from anyone who had been present at Badr, and Sa'id bin al-Musayyab did not narrate directly from anyone who had been present at Badr, except for Sa'ad bin Malik. It was narrated from Raqaba that Abu Ja'far al-Hashimi al-Madani used to fabricate hadith, though the words were true, but they were not a hadith from the Prophet peace be upon him. But he used to report that they were from the Prophet peace be upon him. It was narrated that Shu'bah narrated from Yunus bin Ubaid, who said, Amr bin Ubaid used to tell lies in hadith. It was narrated that Mu'adh bin Mu'adh said, I said to Auf bin Al-Jamila that Amr bin Ubaid narrated to us from Al-Hasan that the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, said, Whoever bears weapons against us is not one of us. He said, Amr is lying by Allah, but he wanted to use that to support his vile views. Footnote See Hadith number 280. The censure is regarding his claim that he heard it from Al-Hasan, not regarding the Hadith itself. It was narrated that Hamad bin Zayd said, A man had been staying close to Ayyub and listening to him. Then Ayyub noticed that he was missing. They said to him, O Abu Bakr, now he is staying close to Amr bin Ubaid. Hamad said, One day while I was with Ayyub, and we had gone early to the market, he met that man. Ayyub greeted him with salam, and asked him, Then Ayyub said to him, I have heard that you are staying close to that man. Hamad asked, Did he name him? Meaning, Amr? He said, Yes. O Abu Bakr, he tells us weird things. Ayyub said to him, We run away from or we feel anxious about those weird things. It was narrated that Ibn Zayd, meaning Hamad, said, It was said to Ayyub that Amr bin Ubaid narrated that Al-Hasan said, The drunkard is not to be flogged if he is intoxicated by consuming Nabith. He said, he is lying. I heard Al-Hasan say that the drunkard is to be flogged for drinking Nabith. It was narrated that Salam bin Abi Muti' said, Ayyub heard that I was going to Amr, 
So he came to me one day and said, If you are not safe with his religion, how can you be safe with his ahadith? It was narrated that Sufyan said, I heard Abu Musa say, Amr bin Ubaid narrated to us before he innovated. Ubaidillah bin Mu'adh al-Anbari narrated to me, My father narrated us. I wrote to Shu'bah asking him about Abu Shaybah, the Qadi of Wasit. He wrote to me saying, Do not write down anything from him and tear up my letter. Al-Hulwani narrated to me. He said, I heard Affan say, I told Hamad bin Salama a hadith from Salih al-Murri from Thabit. He said, He is lying. And I told Hammam a hadith from Salih al-Murri. And he said, He is lying. Abu Dawood said, Shu'ba said to me, Go to Jarir bin Hazim and tell him, It is not permissible for you to narrate from Al-Hasan bin Umarah, because he tells lies. Abu Dawood said, I said to Shu'ba, How is that? He said, He narrated to us from Al-Hakam, things for which I find no basis. He said, I said to him, What things? He said, I asked Al-Hakam, Did the Prophet, peace be upon him, offer the funeral prayer for those who were slain at Uhud? He said, He did not offer the prayer for them. But Al-Hasan bin Umara said, Narrating from Al-Hakam, from Miqsam, from Ibn Abbas, that the Prophet, peace be upon him, offered the prayer for them and buried them. I said to Al-Hakam, What do you say about the children of Zina, children born out of wedlock? He said, The funeral prayer should be offered for them. I said, From the hadith of whom is that narrated? He said, It is narrated from Al-Hasan al-Basri. But Al-Hasan bin Umara said, Al-Hakam narrated to us from Yahya bin Al-Jazzar, from Ali. May Allah be pleased with him. Al-Hasan al-Hulwani narrated to me. He said, I heard Yazid bin Harun when he mentioned Ziyad bin Maymun say, I swore that I would not narrate anything from him or from Khalid bin Mahduj. He said, I met Ziyad bin Maymun and I asked him about a hadith. He narrated it to me from Bakr al-Muzani. Then I went back to him and he narrated it to me from Muwarriq. Then I went back to him, and he narrated it to me from Al-Hasan, and he used to accuse the two of them of lying. Al-Hulwani said, I heard Abdus Samad, when I mentioned Ziyad bin Maymun in his presence, accuse him of lying. Mahmud bin Ghailan narrated to me, he said, I said to Abu Dawood, Al-Tayalisi, you have narrated a great deal from Abad bin Mansur. How come you did not hear from him the hadith of Al-Attarah, which was narrated to us by Al-Nadr bin Shumail? He said to me, Be quiet. Abdurrahman bin Mahdi and I met Ziyad bin Maymun and we asked him. We said to him, What are these ahadith that you narrate from Anas? He said, What do you think of a man who commits a sin then repents? Doesn't Allah accept his repentance? We said, yes. He said, I did not hear either a little or a lot from Ennis, meaning nothing at all. If the people do not know, then you now know that I did not meet Ennis. Abu Dawood said, after that, I heard that he was narrating and Abdurrahman and I went to him and he said, I repent. Then after that, he was narrating again. So we ignored him. Hassan al-Hulwani narrated to me. He said, I heard Shababa say, Abdul Quddus used to narrate to us and say, Suwaid bin Aqalah. Shababa said, and I heard Abdul Quddus say, the messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, forbade using ar-rawhu ardan 
it was said to him, What does that mean? He said, It means making a small window in a wall to let the breeze pass through. Muslim said, I heard Ubaidillah bin Umar al-Qawariri say, I heard Hamad bin Zayd say to a man, a few days after Mahdi bin Hilal arrived, What is this tainted spring coming from your direction? He said, Yes, indeed, O Abu Ismail. Footnotes 1. The name Suwayd bin Aqalah is mentioned by Abdul Quddus, while the name is Suwayd bin Ghaflah. 2. Regarding the statement, Arrohu Ardan, the issue here has to do with the phrase Yuttakhadha Arrohu Ghardan, taking a living creature as a target, which is the correct wording of the narration. However, it was misread and recited by Abdul Quddus as Yuttakhadha Arrohu Ardan, making a space to let the air in. Both of these examples were mentioned to demonstrate his lack of abilities as a narrator. 3. The statement, What is this tainted spring coming from your direction? means that he felt he was weak and not fit to narrate hadith. Al-Hasan al-Hulwani narrated to me, he said, I heard Affan say, I heard Abu Awana say, No hadith reached me from Al-Hasan, but I bring it to Abban bin Abi Ayyash and he would recite it for me. Suwaid bin Sa'id narrated to me. He said, Ali bin Mushir narrated to us, Hamza al-Zayyat and I heard approximately 1,000 ahadith from Abban bin Abi Ayyash. Ali said, I met Hamza and he told me that he saw the Prophet peace be upon him in a dream and he told him what he had heard from Abban and he did not recognize anything except a few things, five or six. Zakaria bin Adi said, Abu Ishaq al-Fazari said to me, Write down from Baqiyah whatever he narrates from those who are known, and do not write down what he narrates from those who are not known, and do not write down anything that Ismail bin Ayyash narrated from those who are known, nor those who are not known. Ishaq bin Ibrahim al-Hamdali narrated to me. He said, I heard some of the companions of Abdullah say, Ibn al-Mubarak said, What a good man Baqiyah would be, were it not that he changes names into nicknames and nicknames into names. For a long time, he used to narrate to us from Abu Sa'id al-Wuhadhi. Then we realized that that was Abdul Quddus. Ahmed bin Yusuf al-Azdi narrated to me. He said, I heard Abdul Razak say, I never saw Ibn al-Mubarak state bluntly that anyone was a liar, except in the case of Abdul Quddus. I heard him say, he is a liar. Abdullah bin Abdurrahman al-Darimi narrated to me, he said, I heard Abu Nu'aym say, and he mentioned Al-Mu'alla bin Urfan. He said, Abu Wa'il narrated to us, Ibn Mas'ud came out to us at the battle of Siffin. Abu Nu'aym said, Do you think that he was resurrected after death? It was narrated that Affan bin Muslim said, We were with Ismail bin Ulayya, and a man narrated a report from another man. I said that this one is not reliable. The man said, You are backbiting about him. Ismail said, He is not backbiting. Rather, he judged that he is not reliable. Bishr bin Umar said, I asked Malik bin Anas about Muhammad bin Abdurrahman, who narrated from Sa'id bin al-Musayyab. He said, He is not trustworthy. I asked Malik bin Anas about Abu al-Huwayrith, he said, he is not trustworthy. I asked him about Shu'ba, from whom Ibn Abi Dhib narrated. He said, he is not trustworthy. I asked him about Salih, the freed slave of At-Taw'amah. He said, 
he is not trustworthy. I asked him about Haram bin Uthman. He said, he is not trustworthy. I asked Malik about these five. He said, they are not trustworthy in their ahadith. I asked him about another man whose name I have forgotten. And he said, have you seen him in my books? I said, no. He said, if he were trustworthy, you would have seen him in my books. Al-Fadl bin Sahal narrated to me. He said, Yahya bin Ma'in narrated to me. Hajjaj narrated to us. Ibn Abi Dhib narrated to us. From Shurahbil bin Sa'ad. And he was accused. Muhammad bin Abdullah bin Quhzada narrated to me. He said, I heard Abu Ishaq al-Talaqani say, I heard Ibn al-Mubarak say, if I had been given the choice between entering paradise and meeting Abdullah bin Muharrar, I would have chosen to meet him, then enter paradise. But when I did see him, I realized that camel dung was dearer to me than him. Al-Fadl bin Sahal narrated to me, Walid bin Salih narrated to us, Ubaidillah bin Amr said, Zayd, meaning Ibn Abi Unaysa, said, Do not accept any reports from my brother. Ahmed bin Ibrahim al-Dawraqi narrated to me, he said, Abdul Salam al-Wabilsi told me, Abdullah bin Ja'far al-Raqi narrated to me, that Ubaidillah bin Amr said, Yahya bin Abi Unaysa was a liar. Ahmed bin Ibrahim narrated to me. He said, Suleiman bin Harb narrated to me. The Hamad bin Zayd said, Mention of Farqad was made in the presence of Ayyub. And he said, Farqad is not a person of hadith. Abdurrahman bin Bishr al-Abdi narrated to me. He said, I heard Yahya bin Sa'id al-Qattan say, when mention was made in his presence of Muhammad bin Abdullah bin Ubaid bin Umair al-Layfi, that he was very weak in narration, it was said to Yahya, weaker than Ya'qub bin Ata' He said, yes. Then he said, I did not think that anyone would narrate from Muhammad bin Abdullah bin Ubaid bin Umair. Bishr bin Hakam narrated to me. He said, I heard Yahya bin Sa'id al-Qattan describe Hakim bin Jubair, Abdul A'la and Yahya bin Musa bin Dinar as weak in narration. He said, his hadith is nothing. And he classed Musa bin Dihqan and Isa bin Abi Isa al-Madani as weak. And I heard Al-Hasan bin Isa say, Ibn al-Mubarak said to me, When you come to Jarir, write down all of his knowledge, except for reports from three people. Do not write down from him reports from Ubaidah bin Mu'attib, As-Sari bin Ismail, and Muhammad bin Salim. Muslim said, And there is much that is similar to what we have mentioned of the words of the people of knowledge concerning accused narrators of hadith and the faults in their reports, for which we have no room to write about here. What we have mentioned is sufficient for those who are wise and understand the way of the muhaddithin in discussing and explaining such matters. The reason why they oblige themselves to expose the faults of the narrators of hadith and transmitters of reports, and to pass judgment on them when asked to, is due to the seriousness of the matter. Reports on matters of religion speak of lawful and unlawful, commands and prohibitions, exhortation and warning. If the narrator is not sincere and honest, and the one who knows of his faults hears it and narrates it without explaining his faults to one who is unaware of them, then he will be sinning if he does that, betraying the common folk of the Muslims, for he cannot be certain that some of those who hear those reports will not follow and accept them, or some of them, although they, or most of them, are lies that have no basis. Moreover, the authentic reports, 
which are narrated from trustworthy narrators and the people who are accepted are so great in number that there is no need to quote from narrators that are not trustworthy and not accepted. I think that the reason why most of the people of this type narrate these weak ahadith and chains of unknown narrators and accept them after knowing of their faults is to show how much knowledge of hadith they have before the masses and so that it will be said how many ahadith so-and-so has memorized and recorded. Whoever follows such a path with knowledge, then he has no share of true knowledge, and it is more befitting that he should be called ignorant rather than knowledgeable. Chapter on the correctness of using Mu'an'an ahadith as proof when it can be proven that the narrators met one another and there is no mudallas among them. Some of our contemporaries who are claimed to have knowledge of hadith have spoken about the examination of chains and explained what is authentic and what is unsound according to their view. And if we were to avoid discussing how bad their methods and views are, that would be a good idea and the right thing to do, because ignoring a corrupt view is the best way to kill it off and make the one who said it less known. It is better, so that the ignorant will not know anything about them. But because we fear the consequences, and because the ignorant may be deceived by their innovations, and may rush to believe their mistakes and flawed arguments, we decided to expose their flawed views and refute their opinions as much as is appropriate. That is better for the people, and will bring better results, if Allah wills. The claimant, whose flawed arguments we mentioned at the beginning of our discussion, claims that any hadith in which the chain says, so and so, narrated from An, so and so. And it is well established that they were contemporaries who could have met one another, and that the narrator could have heard it directly from the one from whom he narrated it, or he could have spoken with him directly. But we have no proof that he heard from him, and we have not found anything in any report to show that they met at all or spoke to one another, then it cannot be authentic unless he has some proof that they met during their lifetimes once or more, or spoke to one another, or there is some report which shows that they met once in their lifetimes or more. If he has no proof to that effect, and there is no sound report which says that this narrator met the other or heard something from him, if this is the case, then this report cannot be authentic. In this view, the report is ma'quf, unless it is proven to him in a report that he heard some hadith, a few or a lot, from him. This view for criticizing chains, may Allah have mercy on you, is an innovated and unprecedented view for which there is no support among the people of knowledge. The widely held view on which there is agreement among those who have knowledge of reports, both old and recent, is that, in the case of every trustworthy man who narrated a hadith from another man like him, and it is possible that he met him or heard from him, because they lived at the same time, even if there is no report at all to tell us that they met or spoke with one another, the report is authentic and may be used as evidence, unless there is clear evidence to show that this narrator did not meet the one whom he supposedly narrated from, and that he did not in fact hear anything from him. But as the possibility is there, as we have explained above, then it is to be understood that he heard the report from him, unless there is evidence to the contrary. So it is said to the one who introduced this view that we have mentioned above, and to those who support it, you accepted that a report of one trustworthy man, narrated from another trustworthy man, is sound and should be followed. Then you introduced a condition and said, provided that it is proven that they met once or more than once, or that he heard something from him. Did you find this condition that you have stipulated narrated from one whose view is to be accepted? Otherwise, give us evidence to support what you are claiming. If he claims that any of the scholars of the Salaf stipulated this condition for accepting reports, he should be asked about that. But neither he nor anyone else will ever find this proof. If he claims that there is evidence that supports his view, it should be said to him, What is your evidence? If he says, I already stated it, on the basis that the narrators of reports, both old and more recent, 
narrated reports, one from another, without having met or heard one from another. And when I saw them allowing themselves to narrate reports in this manner, as Mursal reports without having heard them, and Mursal reports, in our view, and the view of those who have knowledge of reports, are not sound. Then because of this problem, I needed to check and confirm whether the narrator of every report heard it from the one whom he claimed narrated it to him. If I verified that he had heard anything from him, then to me, everything that he narrated after that would be authentic. But if it was not possible for me to verify that, I would leave this report, and it would not be authentic in my view, because of the possibility that it may be Mursal, then it should be said to him, if the reason for your regarding a report as weak and as being unsound is the possibility that it may be Mursal, then you should not regard any Mu'an'an hadith as authentic until you are satisfied that the narrators heard it from one another throughout the chain. This is because the hadith is reported to us with the chain of Hisham bin Urwa from his father, from Aisha. So we are certain that Hisham heard it from his father and that his father heard it from Aisha, as we know that Aisha heard it from the Prophet peace be upon him. But it is possible if Hisham did not say in some of his reports, I heard or my father told me that there is someone else in the report between him and his father, and that man heard it from his father, and that he himself did not hear it directly from his father, but he wanted to narrate it as Mursal, and not mention that one from whom he heard it. If that is possible in the case of Hisham narrating from his father, it is also possible in the case of his father narrating from Aisha, and in every chain of a hadith in which there is no clear mention of the narrators hearing it from one another. If we know in general that each of them heard a great deal from his companion, then it is possible that each of them could have curtailed it, the name or names, in some of the narrations. So he heard it from another, third person narrating from him, then he narrated it as Mursal from him in some cases, without naming the one from whom he heard it. And on other occasions, he does mention the name of the man who narrated the hadith to him, and he does not narrate it as Mursal. What we have spoken of here is present in some hadith, and was widespread among trustworthy muhaddithin and the a'imma, among the people of knowledge. We will mention a number of their reports to prove our point, which may be taken as an indication that there are many more, if Allah, the Most High, wills. For example, Ayyub al-Sakhtiani, Ibn al-Mubarak, Waqari, Ibn al-Numayr, and others narrated from Hisham bin Urwa, from his father, from Aisha, may Allah be pleased with her, that she said, I used to put perfume on the Messenger of Allah for Hil when he exited Ihram, and for his Hum, when he entered Ihram, using the best perfume that I could find. This exact same report was also narrated by Al-Layth bin Sa'd, Dawood al-Attar, Humayd bin al-Aswad, Wuhayb bin Khalid, and Abu Usama bin Hisham. He said, Uthman bin Urwa told me, from Urwa, from Aisha, from the Prophet peace be upon him. Hisham narrated from his father, from Aisha, that she said, when the Prophet performed irtiqaf, he put his head out to me and I combed his hair while I was menstruating. The same report was narrated by Malik bin Anas from Al-Zuhri, from Urwa, from Amra, from Aisha, from the Prophet peace be upon him. Al-Zuhri and Salih bin Abi Hassan narrated from Abu Salama, from Aisha. The Prophet peace be upon him used to kiss while he was fasting. Yahya bin Abi Kathir said concerning this report about kissing. Abu Salama bin Abdul Rahman informed me that Umar bin Abdul Aziz told him that Urwa told him that Aisha told him that the Prophet peace be upon him used to kiss her while he was fasting. Ibn Wa'ina and others narrated from Amr bin Dinar from Jabir that he said, The Messenger of Allah peace be upon him allowed us to eat the flesh of horses and he forbade us to eat the flesh of domestic donkeys. This was narrated from Hamad bin Zayd, from Amr, from Muhammad bin Ali, from Jabir, from the Prophet peace be upon him. There are many reports of this type, too many to list them all. What we have mentioned is sufficient for those who understand. 
if the reason why, according to what is dictated by the view of those we have described, a hadith is considered invalid and not authentic, is that it is not known that the narrator heard anything from the one from whom he is narrating and that it may be a mursal report. Then they should not use any hadith as proof when it is known that the narrator heard it from the one whom he narrated it from unless it says in the report itself that he heard it. Because of what we have said about the a'imma who transmitted reports, who sometimes made their reports mursal, and did not mention the one from whom they heard the report, and who sometimes were more precise and did attribute the report the way they heard it. So they curtailed the chain when they curtailed it, or they lengthened it when they lengthened it, as we explained. We do not know of any among the a'imma of the Salaf, those who dealt with reports and examined the correctness of the chains and their weaknesses, such as Ayub al-Sakhiyani, Ibn Aoun, Malik bin Anas, Shurba bin al-Hijjaj, Yahya bin Sa'id al-Qattan, Abdul Rahman bin Mahdi, and others from the people of Hadith who came after them, who insisted on finding proof of hearing directly in the chains, as was claimed by the one whose view we referred to above. Rather, the scholars only tried to verify that the narrator of the Hadith actually heard it from the one whom he narrated it from, if the narrator was one of those who were known as Tadlis. In that case, they would look for proof that he heard it from his narrators and try to verify that, so as to make sure that there was no Tadlis in this case. That was not done in cases other than Tadlis, contrary to the view of the one who made the claim we mentioned. Rather, we have not heard of that from any of the a'imma, those whom we have named and those whom we have not named. For example, Abdullah bin Yazid al-Ansari, who saw the Prophet peace be upon him, narrated from Hudayfa and from Abu Mas'ud al-Ansari, and from both of them he narrated a hadith which he attributed directly to the Prophet peace be upon him. But it is not mentioned in his report from them that he heard it from them and we do not have any report on record that Abdullah bin Yazid spoke directly to Hudayfa or Abu Mas'ud, nor is there any mention that he saw them in any particular narration. We have not heard from any of the people of knowledge of the past, nor from any of those whom we met, any criticism of these two reports which were narrated by Abdullah bin Yazid from Hudayfa and Abu Mas'ud, or any suggestion that these reports are weak. Rather, these two reports and others like them, according to the people of knowledge of Hadith, whom we have met, are among the correct and have strong chains of narration, and they held a view that what is transmitted through them should be utilized, and proof may be sought in whatever Sunan and Athar come from them. According to this person of whom we have spoken above, they are weak and are to be overlooked, unless it can be verified that the narrator heard them before the one he is narrating from. If we carry on counting the reports that are sahih, according to the people of knowledge, and which prove that his argument is flawed, we will not be able to list them all. But we would like to list a number of them that will be sufficient to represent those that we did not mention from them. Abu Uthman al-Nahdi and Abu Rafir al-Sa'il were both men who lived during the Jahiliyyah and also accompanied the companions of the Messenger of Allah peace be upon him, who had been present at Badr, as well as other companions. They narrated reports from them, even from Abu Huraira, Ibn Umar, and the like. Each of them narrated a chain from Ubay bin Qarb, from the Prophet peace be upon him. But we have not heard in any particular report that they saw Ubay or heard anything from him. Abu Amr al-Shaybani who was one of those who lived during the Jahiliyyah and was an adult at the time of the Prophet peace be upon him, and Abu Marmar, Abdullah bin Sakhbara, each narrated two chains from Abu Mas'ud al-Ansari, from the Prophet peace be upon him. Ubaid bin Umar narrated a chain from Hadith, from Umm Salama, the wife of the Prophet peace be upon him, from the Prophet peace be upon him, and Ubaid bin Umar was born during the time of the Prophet. Qais bin Abi Hazim, who lived at the time of the Prophet peace be upon him, narrated three chains for reports from Abu Mas'ud al-Ansari, from the Prophet peace be upon him. Abdul Rahman bin Abi Layla, 
who learned from Umar ibn al-Khattab and was companion of Ali, narrated a chain for a hadith from Anas bin Malik, from the Prophet, peace be upon him. Rabi'ah bin Hirash narrated two hadith with a chain from Imran bin Hussein, from the Prophet, peace be upon him, and a hadith from Abu Bakr, from the Prophet, peace be upon him. Rabi'ah heard from Ali ibn Abi Talib and narrated from him. Nafi'ah bin Jubair bin Mut'im narrated a chain for a hadith from Abu Shurayh al-Khuzayr, from the Prophet, peace be upon him. Al-Nurman bin Abi Ajash narrated chain for three a hadith from Abu Sa'id al-Khudri, from the Prophet, peace be upon him. Atha bin Yazid al-Layfi narrated a chain for a hadith from Tamim al-Dari, from the Prophet, peace be upon him. Sulaiman bin Yassar narrated a chain for a hadith from Rafir bin Khadij, from the Prophet, peace be upon him. Humayd bin Abdul Rahman al-Himyari narrated a chain for several ahadith from Abu Huraira, from the Prophet, peace be upon him. In the case of all these tabi'een, to whom we have attributed the reports from the companions whom we have named, it has not been preserved from them that they heard what they learned from them in the particular narration, nor that they met them in the very same narration. But these chains, according to those who are knowledgeable about the reports and the narrations in correct chains, we do not know of anyone at all who considered them a feeble, nor search for evidence that they heard it one from another, because it is possible that they heard it one from another in all cases. And it is not strange, since they all lived at the time in question. This view, which was invented by the one whom we spoke about, the view of considering a hadith feeble due to the reason which we described, is too insignificant to be discussed and argued about, because it is a new idea that has been invented of late, and was never suggested by any of the scholars among the Salaf, and was denounced by the later scholars who came from them. So there is no need for us to refute it by saying any more than what we have already said, because this view and its proponent are of little worth, and Allah is the one whose help we seek in refuting that which goes against the way of the scholars, and upon him do we rely. Praise be to Allah alone, and may Allah send blessings and peace upon our master, Muhammad, and upon his family and companions.